I'll press record. I saw that. I'll yeah. check. It's yeah. rare. <laughs> Good. You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. Discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. I was just eyeing off Dutchie to see if he was going to jump in again. <laughs> But the, uh... I promised myself I wouldn't on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is episode 129. Uh, my name is Rusty and uh, sitting opposite me, well, obviously Dutchie is sitting there. How are you, mate? Good. How are you? All right. Over here is Bronte. Welcome How are back, we, mate. Rusty? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> going that well. <laughs> All right. And special guest tonight, the man who's uh, too polite to say anything until we say who he is. Um, so we'll, we'll just keep moving we'll on. Just, we'll save it for a little bit longer. <laughs> Draw him out. Uh, oh, no, Travis Harris. How are you, mate? Very well, thanks, Rusty. Thanks for having me back, mate. No, 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 no problems, mate. Well, uh, Andy, we got rid of Andy, so um, yeah. yeah, we needed someone, someone to up the good-looking stakes. But we got you instead. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> pretty, pretty unlucky. Is there not much around? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, that's all right. So be it. So be it. So um, well, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been sitting in this room. Uh, anything exciting happened, gentlemen? Good. Not a thing. No, not a thing. No. Not a thing. <laughs> That's not fair. You went shooting. I did. Oh, well, I, I tried to go shooting. Didn't you um, shoot the con? I did. Well, I, I was there. You were there? <laughs> I was there. No, I, I did shoot the comp, uh, the steel slam at uh, SSW Practical Shooting SA. No, that, not we've that comp. That oh, we've, we've done, done that one. Oh, we've done that one. Okay. Yeah, last, oh, no, you were there. You shot a handgun match. You didn't shoot the Yeah, actual. I turned up for like an hour, shot a handgun, and that was it. So, mm, yeah, okay. To fill the requirements of that for the good old South Australian Police Force. Mm. I ended up running two comps. Yeah. Um, two little ones, and they were good fun. I think we pinched a bunch of stages from Biggerton and a bunch of stages from Steel Slam. Beautiful. Mm. So that was, uh, that was a really easy way to write a match. Ronty, any shooting, mate? Any adventures to speak of? Any? Uh, yeah, yeah. Gig- so giggling went... girls while you're four-wheel driving? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> no, I went to go spotlighting. We drove okay. around. So just went out for a drive? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Did you see nothing? No. We saw one fox that saw the light and decided that it wasn't in its best interest to hang around and did not give an opportunity to to let one rip. So It's time to go thermal then. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, that was disgust. (laughs) (laughs) We only went spotlighting for about, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Oh, really? (laughs) Quick driver. Nothing here. Fuck it. Going home. Yeah, right. Okay. Where, Where were you to do that? Yep. I went to Balaclava to pick up a... Oh, okay, gotcha. We've got to do something and... Yeah. Pick up a uh, hacksaw, or bandsaw, hacksaw thing. With the almighty Jordan. Yes, good yep. old Jordan. <laughs> Very good. Dutchie, any excitement from you, mate? Uh, not that I can think of, but... No? Um, being unemployed, I thought I was here yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> They all just blend in. Yeah, they all just blend in. I literally <laughs> thought I was here like a few days ago. Yeah. Anything yeah. exciting? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I left here and came back. Came back. Yeah. Good. Oh, I, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed to tell that story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a, a very busy Saturday. I filmed a video all day for seven hours. Uh, which a long was time. a long time to film a video. And uh, I tell you what, I, um, I thought it was just going to be easy, uh, repeating the same thing over and over and over and over and over again to camera. 
um, oh yeah, that, that took it out of me. <laughs> the wife went off to the uh, the, the local uh, the Monado Zoo, which uh, you guys may be familiar with, but it's fairly like one of the big sort of outdoor. No, the zoos are outdoor generally. Um, one of the big sort of safari type park type. African what, game. What we, yeah, what do we call? Uh, <coughs> anyway, it's quite big. And she took two kids there and uh, came back, and I reckon I was more wrecked than she was. That <laughs> <laughs> was full on. But anyway, we we did a support video uh, for the uh, the boys heading over to the US. So if you've got a spare five and a half hours, check that video out because uh, it'd be worth every. No, anyway. Uh, so that was my Saturday. So how long does the video go for? Five and a half hours. Why? Why not? Well, I had to say, uh, go George, go Luke, go Ash, 10,000 times. And it takes about five and a half hours to do that, I found out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. <clears throat> so you didn't think of like the record at once and then. No, nah, that's cheating. That's uh, cheating. <laughs> sounds yeah. like a more efficient way of doing it though. Yeah, I had I had some guests, guests join in on FaceTime and Will dropped in and sat here and joined me for a a couple hundred and yeah, it was uh, it was it was quite fun to be fair. Um, although you can you can tell my my um, demeanor changes over the <laughs> over the course of every thousand. If you skip through every thousand, you'll see it goes downhill and down. I mean, it didn't start overly high anyway, but it uh, yeah, it was an interesting experience to do. I'll give it that. It was a very interesting. Experience. Well, hopefully, it gets them over the line because that. It sounds motivational. Well, Luke, Luke messaged me. He said, mate, that's some serious commitment. I hope I don't come last now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hope he comes first. That would be great. When, yeah. when do they head off to the finale? They head off just after the Australian finale. Beautiful. Yeah, so the Australian finale is the first weekend of November and I believe that uh, Crispy and Luke are shooting uh, another match the, the weekend after the Australian finale and then the US finale is the weekend after that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so go and shoot a couple matches to, or shoot a match uh, to get some practice in. And I think Ash is doing a training course or it's his intention. I, I'm not sure what what the boys have locked in at this stage. They'll so be listening to us. That's for them. <laughs> well, it's a long <laughs> flight. It's a long flight. I am kind of expecting uh, like a re- reply video from them on the airport, on the airline, um, because I figured because <laughs> it's got, fourteen hour, because <laughs> it's fourteen hour flight plus whatever wherever else they go. So what will that be like? Fourteen hours. Of, thanks, mate. Thanks, no, no, mate. I was thinking, thanks, like, mate. Shut up, Rusty. Thanks, mate. Shut up, Rusty. <laughs> you, sh- you should get thirty thousand thank you, Rusty's back, shouldn't yeah. you? I wasn't, uh-huh. I wasn't thinking thank you, but no. you know whatever. <laughs> so I don't know how long their phone battery will last recording video. <laughs> Or how long their uh, neighbours on the plane will uh, put up with that. But anyway, so there you go, guys, if you want to keep yourself amused on the plane. <laughs> I'll watch all of it if you do it. Yeah, that'd be worth it just to see what the uh, neighbours say. <laughs> <laughs> Damn arsey, so noisy. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably the best accent we've ever had on <laughs> And by best, I mean... Uh, anyway, uh, good, good. So we've got a uh, we've got a question here from the Precision Rifle Australia group. The question is, I didn't even write down the name of the guy. Tim, Tim came from Tim. This is, uh, has anyone here used a Boyd stock? If so, do you rate it? Oh, Brody Perks. I've got two. You've got two. Well, best you talk about them then, because I've had a couple as well. I've had. Yeah, they've been great. Yep. I've had absolutely no trouble with them. I bought them um, direct. Back when the dollar back, was. Yeah, back when yeah. the dollar worked out and they were selling for $99. So they got around the ITAR. So I think 
they were landed for like 160 bucks or 150 bucks each. Yeah. So it was quite really cost effective. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're a laminate stock generally. Um, yeah, they, they seem good. Travi, any experience? Or no, not me. No. no? Oh, I've, I've never owned one, but I've shot rifles that have had them. Had them. They've been quite comfortable. Mm. See, I've got the, oh, the Pro Varmint or whatever, the Tactical or whatever. I think they changed names some point there <laughs> because it helped them export them or some rubbish. Um, and, yeah, it's it's great. The only thing, yeah, I was a little bit lacking in features as far as like adjustable cheek rests and all that sort of stuff. Sure. But you can get that as options, but yeah. it then put it over the 99 US dollars so then you couldn't export it and without paperwork and all this rubbish. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but no, overall really good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've had, I think I've had three all up um, and I've still got one on a gun that I've actually sold or been paid for, but... Uh, the guy hasn't picked up. Uh, so has a blue one. Yeah, hasn't yeah, put any um, paperwork in on yet. Oh, well. It's uh, Eckert's done that and uh, yeah, still waiting yeah. on him. <laughs> is, that a, is that a number one? Uh, it's a Bruno Model 2. Model 2. Yeah, Bruno Model 2. That, yeah, and, and that was a really good upgrade. So if, you, if you're if you looking at me, I, like I probably wouldn't use it for a PRS-style gun. Um, not really any sort of significant benefit. There's other options better probably for a little bit more, more money you know, nowadays, but... It's uh, you know as a as a to uh, to upgrade from a crappy plastic yeah like a Hogue or yeah like one of the non bedded ones it, or, uh, it, sorry yeah uh, bedding block yeah it would yeah. be a good upgrade from something like that for sure I think yeah I mean I've got two on the ticket both on tickers and yeah I mean granted they've been glass bedded and all the rest so they're mm-hmm. probably not really original as such but okay yeah yeah and Dutchy you've been doing some recon. This last week, I have. I've yeah. been hitting the shops. Yeah, tell just, us about that. Um, just uh, to to get a better idea of a lot of the rifles that people talk about and recommend, I went and hit the street, and there wasn't any there. So I went into some shops and asked some people if they would let me hold them. They asked to see my license, and I just ran away um, from the first shop. The second one was a little more welcoming. Um, yep. But yeah, had uh, a feel of the uh, TAC A1, T, yep. T3X or whatever it is. That was really good. I'm glad I didn't hold that one first because it was the pick of the litter. Um, yep. Yeah, just in finish and, you know, there wasn't a scope on it, but it felt fairly nicely balanced. Sure. Um, also Remington's offering from factory in a chassis. I forget what it is, like P- PCR or something like that. Let's go with that. Why not? Yeah, there you go. It, it, <laughs> it was okay. Good. Uh, <laughs> you seem really impressed by that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't, you know, it, it was in a chassis. It did exactly what they were saying. But um, also the uh, Howe Australian chassis yep. offering, which was very comfortable. Uh, the one thing I didn't like about that was the – you had to use the plastic Hauer mag, which was a bit of a drawback. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. It, was, it wasn't um, AICS pattern or anything like that. So uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Can they be modified at all? Can you? Um, you can do anything with a Dremel. Good point. Yeah, Even I get, more I, with a milling machine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they can be modified. I from yep. um, a really helpful team there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also got a hand on the um, Bravo, uh, Howard Bravo, but there was no uh, barrel or action in it, so it was more just... Just a Bravo then. Yeah, just just a Bravo. 
Yep. Um, okay. But I'm going through the factory uh, listing. I thought you were going through the factory of KRG. I'm like, oh, that's pretty, oh, that pretty impressive. Good. How did you get away? Uh, yeah. Get away yeah. Well, it's just the magic <laughs> of being unemployed, mate. <laughs> the office just come rolling oh, in. Good. Uh, and also um, some other one. Uh, what was it? Oh, the Ruger Precision. I held that. I held it first. I'm like, oh, it's not so bad. And then I held the other ones. I'm like, yeah, I can cross that one off the list, I think. It's just a finish. The fit and finish on it was just yeah. low par for what they were asking. But from what everyone was saying, they shoot extremely well and that's yeah, the same in grace. So. Um, but, yeah. yeah, it just didn't feel all that particularly nice. I didn't get a chance to get a hand on the Bagara HMR. Yep. There was none in the shop. So I'm going to head back. Well, I get some free time, which is probably like all the time. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Around lunchtime. <laughs> After tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All morning's work. taken yeah. up for recovering. Yeah. <laughs> sleep. i got some sleeping in to do, yeah. So what are you, are you looking for a production rifle for the period? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So um, I had a few um, sort of prerequisites of features that I wanted. Barrel, shoots, bullets. Ah, oh, jeez, I should have written a list. <laughs> Have you I just wanted to look like the <laughs> toughest guy out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Should have worn that singlet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Offered me singlets and that. <laughs> no, I was just having a look because um, as I've been on this show, uh, people have mentioned what they would uh, recommend and I've n- never felt them, haven't been out to the range yet because I just haven't had the time. Uh, <laughs> it sounds odd, but yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, um, yeah so I just went and... Rather than looking at them on, online and where you're like, oh, yeah, that looks really nice, when you actually go and feel them, it's completely different. Like the weight yep. is not what you expected or the finish is just atrocious and it just puts you off or they're just really worth every cent that they're asking for them. Um, I, don't, I just had to go out and check them out, I guess. And then I also held uh, other rifles that weren't um, like detachable mag, threaded barrel, uh, that didn't really meet what I was after and, yeah, just they wouldn't be very appropriate for the type of shooting, I wouldn't think. Gotcha. Yeah. Have you given much thought to the Woomera? Yeah, I have. It's just a little bit uh, pricey. Like they're, that would probably be up on, <coughs> if not the top one that would I'd have my eye on. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Yep. Big fan. Yeah. But, it's yeah, no one had one. Yeah. Um and at this stage, yeah, it's just at a price point, it's a bit too bit too much to just get in and have a crack. Yep. Yep. Um but no, I I didn't actually find anyone with one. That is something I've had my eye on. I do like the look of them. That, mm. what is it? Is it uh is it an X ray? Yeah, yeah, yes. X-ray chassis. Yep. yep. Well yep. I think no, I think it's a hybrid. I think yeah, it's got it's a like a four end of a whiskey with a, a rear of a uh, X ray. Yeah, it's I don't or think something. it's a proprietary one, but it's no, no. But it's 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 a like, little yeah. different to the standard X-ray. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I have looked at them um, quite closely, but uh, yeah, haven't haven't got a hand on them yet. Very good. Well, during the uh, the last week or so, I stumbled across a photo, and um, I need to ask you something, Bronte. I decline to comment. <laughs> Trav, can you just maybe, can you give us a, a word picture, um, considering you're the, probably the most professional out of all of us, uh, of what you were looking at here when I show you this photo? What we're looking at there is a triangle stack of car tyres 
and somebody trying to shoot between the center hole of the three tires that they, they make when they're all together. That looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, that's it. Uh, any more details you want to go into? Uh, it's in a big valley, nice green valley by the looks of that, a bit of rain recently. Okay. Lush grass must be at the end of winter coming to spring, I think, based on that. Yeah, yeah. Anything you notice at all, Dutchie, that might be worth mentioning? Ah, chamber flags in and the bolts closed. The chamber flag no, it's not, not it's not. It's not. That's an no. illusion. Uh, well, so first up, the shooter is Bronte. Okay. Oh. That's the first thing to notice. Now, as as Trev pointed out, it's three tyres and they've sort of got this uh, hole in the, in the middle and, and that's the shooting position he's had to shoot from. Um, but just let's talk about his position for a moment. He's, he's got the gun sort of resting on the barrel in the, in the gap on the tyres. And then he has one hand on the trigger, which I guess you need to do. That's pretty important. Well done, Bronte. It generally worked better yeah, that no, way, funnily enough. That part of it you've smashed. Uh, and then there's the only support he's giving himself is his left hand is on the ground, pushing on the ground as your support. Um, and he's got a sling, but he's certainly not using it in any useful way. It's just there. Yeah, it's not my sling. I was looking for it. I've got to use somebody else's sling. Come uh, on. Have some respect. Uh, yeah, no, fair call. Fair call. <laughs> What's going on there, man? Was that stable? Did you hit anything? Because it looks like it, it looks like you just it could be all over the shop on that. Uh, nobody's going to believe me, but it was actually reasonably stable because the target wasn't that far away. Okay. Um. But it was more about I was running out of time and I just that was kind of just <laughs> stuck cool. in the hole on my transition from the top yep. position um, on the way down to the bottom. A- any other any other points anyone wants to point out? Was, was that shot in New Zealand? Yeah. Suppressed? Yeah. So have you got the suppressor resting, <coughs> resting on the tyres there? No, no, the suppressor's through the hole. Yep. Yeah, right. That didn't have any impact on the... No? Yeah. Oh, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't change much. I, I'm just wondering yeah, if, if that's... as well. Yeah, if that's how you normally wear your earmuffs, mate. It's suppressed. So they're kind of more of a novelty than requirement. I'd say you just put it over your eyebrows instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was more about the fact that there was quite... Moist. There's this thing in New Zealand called rain, and right. it reduced the friction coefficient of the head strap. <laughs> it's because you didn't have any PIDs installed, mate. It's, it's, that's why. Well, you know, uh, you that's that. good. Anyway, I got tagged in that, so I thought I'd better bring it up. <laughs> good job. I, I I know what's happened here is it's been the, that's been the last shooting position, hasn't it? And you're just like, ah, stuff it. I've got no time left, and the Pretty earmuffs much. have fallen down. And you just, yeah, yeah, bugger it. Let's bugger just, it. Let's it's get raining. It I can't see yep. the target. There's water everywhere. But it's to... it's quite it's well done, Ronnie. That's a, that's a picture worth uh, worth looking at. I like it. Yeah, there's right. a few. Yeah, is there, is there <laughs> a few <laughs> more? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll just we'll just leave it at one. Mate. <laughs> yeah, that was a good event, but there's far too many people walking around with cameras. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think that's going to come up as a position you've got to shoot from in PRS now, the one hand sort of supported? <laughs> but you've you got, got to have all your gear. You've got to have your tripod, your sling, yeah, everything you attached. You've got to have your sling, but you can't use, use it. it. It's just going to be there to be annoying. <laughs> I uh, I think we might have to find a way to fit that. Well, you've got to borrow someone else's sling, but you don't want to use it. You have to uh, shoot from the Bronte. <laughs> Uh, it was actually more stable than you think. Yeah, we'll put it to the test. It's going to be in a stage. <laughs> uh, sounds sounds good. It's good fun. Uh, um, all right. You got Kerry to blame for that one, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Nah, yeah. There's a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> they, they couldn't quite get their heads around the fact that not all of Australia is on fire at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> but all of New Zealand's raining, right? 
all the time. Oh, a fair bit of it is, yeah. yeah. It's normally pretty pretty damp. And they also have a ridiculously low cow density. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. More sheep. More sheep. More, over lots there. of sheep. Yeah. But they have like, yeah, the paddocks that are very thick grass could house a lot more cows. Mm-hmm. Very few cows in them. Okay. So it's, okay. yeah, quite. Quite concerning how low the cow for, density. You'd need step ladders for cows. That's probably why they don't. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> clump this, the fence. <laughs> uh, the main topic for this episode uh, is far more um, appropriate. It's sheep. No, <laughs> <laughs> the precision sheep podcast. <laughs> oh, let's. Uh, there you go, Kerry. There's a name for your next podcast. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the the main topic of this this is actually uh, this is the episode that is the bagisode. We're going to be talking shooting bags because uh, we've got a pile of shooting bags on the on the floor over there. Oh, we've got a couple behind you as well, Travi. You, ah, you want to kick them over to they're the everywhere. Keep, keeper of the bags, uh, which is Dutchie because Dutchie's pro- <laughs> just like how you tried to kick a game changer. Uh, anyway, so uh, what we're going to do here, I think, is, uh, is Dutchie is going to uh, grab a bag and inquire about it and we shall tell him when we might use it, when it would be good, when it wouldn't be good, what it's for, what it, who makes it, all that sort of gear. So, um, Dutchie, let's... Uh, well, I'm going to kick off with... Kick it off with that one. This one, for yeah. the people who can't hear me, it is, I mean, can't see me, can only hear me, it is a bag of some description. <laughs> <laughs> it is bag-shaped. It has an opening at the... No, it doesn't. It doesn't have an opening. How much good, good of a bag if you can't put anything in it? What is this, guys? <laughs> We clearly have chosen the wrong person. <laughs> Actually, Cle- no, you've clearly asking, chosen the right person. You're this asking is, the correct yeah, questions. This is radio because yeah. you guys are just going, oh, yeah, that's a blah, blah, blah bag yeah. with a doodly pusher on it. <laughs> well, the doodly pusher bag is a uh, sap running gun bag. There's actually a couple couple more of them behind you. Dutch, if you grab the uh, the black the black square one and the bluish square one, all right, so these are in three different sort of life periods so this is the sap uh, running gun bag so it is uh, as exactly as you described it's like a rectangle sort of bag um quite puffy uh, in many ways and and these have a strap that go over the top as well as which has got a plastic clip on it which you could clip on over a scope or something on those lines it's got a reinforced bottom on it which is a you know like a rubber sort of pad on it and then you've also got a strap that comes off with the do what do you call it Doodle, um, I can't even remember. Doodle pusher. <laughs> what it, it's actually like a quick detach. Yeah, flush, flush cup, cup flush yeah. thing. Yeah. So uh, that's what that I is. I do know what it is. I just, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't spoil the illusion. Uh, the uh, So the, the one that you've got, the black one you've got in front of you is a brand new So it's really sort of puffy it's and quite takes firm. up. Yeah. quite firm. When you squash it, it uh, doesn't crush down so much. It yeah. sort of like takes up. And what you're meant to do is you're meant to wear them in, and you will, if you wear them in for a bit, you end up with one of the other two where they actually are malleable and and able to be sort of pushed around, and the the fill can go where you want it. Um, I've really worked mine, which is the dark one, which is quite uh, pliable. Whereas Bronte's, I believe that's yours. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a bit pliable, um, but it's still uh, got the tag on it. Yeah. So it's still, uh, still. Oh, you're talking yeah. about the other, not yeah, the that one, black yeah. one. Sorry. That one's yeah. Bronte's. Yeah, from new, I wouldn't have said they were the same product. No, and that's to be the honest, thing. when the, look, yeah, that just and you get that that real puffy, tight um, uh, bag, and, and it sort of feels like, oh, that's not that's not going to be useful, which is fair. Uh, it's it's designed to break down and and go into the sort of shape that you want. The it says that on the tag. Yeah, yeah, it's instructions and stuff. Um, 
But the the probably the major thing about those is they are ridiculously light. They mm, look they like they should be a lot heavier, um, and they are very very light. Good thing about that as well is if you're starting the stage and you've got a couple of other bags, you can have this clipped into your front fore end. Um, yeah, you don't have to hold it. You're not filling up hands with other other products, so that's quite handy. Yeah, or if you have it at the back and you you know you need to move from one position to the other, you don't have to pick up the bag and the gun. You just pick up the gun and the bag goes with it. it normally, stays the, the rear bag came for my rifle typically, whether yeah. it's the running gun or the other one, which is kind of the same without the other strap. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dutch, you want to grab the uh, the camo little similar looking thing that's uh, the lightweight bag from sap which is basically a reduced model doesn't have the uh, the strap that goes over the front doesn't have the rubber reinforced on the inside with the same feel same sort of shape uh that is a it's a, a just a cheaper version with a couple of less features um yeah i i often will use mine at the front of the bag and strap it on um depending although you know often gone to game changer styles but we'll get on we'll get onto those shortly um commonly used as a rear bag now Mm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Any any impressions, Dutch? You know, you play with them. Uh, you'd you'd want to break them in as per their recommendations because that when they come from new, that just feels like it would be uncomfortable. Whereas mm. these broken in ones feel very usable. Yep. Um, I actually quite liked mine when it was new. Okay. And yep. I found it quite usable, and I've mm. kind of got. I've got two. One is sort of three quarters flogged out, and the other one's got a little bit more life in it. That's the one with a little bit more life in it. And mm. what one's know, that? Is that that's the one with life in it still? The other one's pretty flogged. No, call it a color because that one tan. Oh, that's tan. Yeah, tan. I yeah. think they call oh. it. Mm. So, so will that feel actually sort of go to nothing eventually? The more you use that bag, or does so. it I think stop? It's got a, a point where it'll it'll just compress, which is probably about where mine is because yeah. that's been yeah. the same as uh, which is probably about sort of half the height that it would have come at. Mm. Um, well, maybe maybe a little bit over half. Yeah, yeah close to half. Uh, yeah, it won't break down much more than that. But I've I have like intentionally broken that down as much as it possibly will. Um, did, yeah. Did you do that just through use, or mm. like did you just sit there? No, that was just intentional. Crushing it? Yeah, yeah, I just punched it for ages. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, it was uh, by by design, I guess. So these these. Uh, a bit more on the shape. These are rectangle bags, and so a lot of you know guys who have come from a bench rest or F class or that sort of you know maybe traditional shooting bags often have the ears on them, and so these and they're designed to be put in the you know the back of the gun and shot in one way. Whereas these because they're rectangles, and this is common across a, a number of different brands and and styles, you've got sort of three different heights you can run them at. So if you put them on their end. They'll, they'll sit quite high and um, you put them sideways and they'll sit, you know, sort of mid-height and then you put them flat and they'll sit relatively low. So you've got sort of options and then as you squeeze them, the, the fill will move about and you can raise it a little bit or, or drop it down a little bit as well. So all sorts of options on the uh, – these, I mean, this is not just limited to the running gun bags. but yeah. And you were saying you can use these um, or you do use these as a front or rear bag. Yeah. So yeah. if you um, – if you, you know, you might, you've got this strap on the front with the plastic clip, so you'll you unclip that and then wrap that around your scope, around your stock and put it on over and then that will stay. You can tighten it up however you wish to and that will stay basically at the front of the gun. So you've got a front bag that, that locks in um, and put it wherever you like. Um, you could, you know, front it on the side of all sorts of stuff. So uh, versatile in that manner um, but not a heavy fill bag so it doesn't sort of self-level um, mm. so much. It's just a good uh, breakup. Mm. 
Shall we? Uh, shall we move on? Do you want to choose something else sitting behind you, there, Dutchie? Oh, hang on. I'm just having a. I've got some look, questions. I've yeah. Not seen these before. Okay. Um, they look like very well made. Like none of the stitching's coming apart. Mm. Or anything like that. Has anyone? Any of you guys had any failures from these? Like the the. The buckle or the... Not on these. I, th I think you'll find in the collection of bags that we've got there tonight for nearly all of them, not necessarily all of them, but nearly all of them, they're really, they're, they're, they're not dirt cheap bags. They're good brands, mm. you know, Short Action Precision or Bison Tactical or Armageddon Gear, um, Lobies or, or uh, what else have we got kicking around? Tab, uh, maybe some of these brands we may not have here, but Tab Gear and, and Weebad, number of brands that are, are very good quality manufacturers of... Bags, and I don't think you find too many PRS shooters messing around with mm. the Chinese knockoffs and the, you know, they're, they're buying bags that are good quality because they, they just don't break so much. And if they do, for whatever reason, um, they get them fixed um, or they get them replaced. Companies are good like that. Mm. But do they do any other attachments apart from the flush cut? Yeah, you often find that you can do like a sand sling swivel. Yep. Um, that's... You, you the the bags often will just come with a strap of some sort, and you can then put the attachment on that you want. So, I guess in theory, you could sort of put anything that has a sling sort of set up on it. Uh, but you know, you'll find the, the the QD points, the flush cut points, are uh, probably the most common. I used uh, one of the um, plastic, like uh, what are you like pushing clip things? Carabiners. Carabiners. That's the word. Yep. On mine for a while, and that was. Perfectly usable. There's at least one bag down there with those. So, mm. but yeah, come and come and use that sort of bag as a rear bag. Um, do you want to grab? There's a there's another black and tan one at the back there. Yep. So it's another brand, similar style. That's a rifles only, an FTW bag. Uh, that is uh, a flatter, smaller overall sort of bag. Um, fairly slim when you put it. Down, but yeah, rectangle again, so you're running three, and that's again more commonly used as a rear bag. That one's got a strap on it, and, and the uh, but it's not an adjustable or doesn't have a clip on it. So, what you do there is uh, as you're about to do there, Dutchie, is put your hand through it, so that now sort of uh, will, will sit in your hand. Um, so, if you need to push it wherever, it's just sort of attached onto your arm, yeah. So Something along those lines where it's sort of always in the palm of your hand. Well, and so you is that where the stage office, officer's done a stage and you don't want to break your hand when you punch him in the head? Yep, that could be that could be a, a use case. That's probably off-label, but um, <laughs> certainly should be. We'll a, edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> what are they all laughing about? No. <laughs> Dutchy Robbie said something inappropriate. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, right. So... It's amazing how much elevation you can change on the mm. back of your rifle just by squeezing that a little bit. Yeah. So that's yeah, quite a nice little handy position. Mm. I've got a smaller square one. Um, that sort have, of have you got anything nicely. with you, Trevor? I do, I do. Yeah, get, get, get your bags out, mate. Get your bags out. They're no good in your in your backpack, although that's another bag that you could use. Well, that's why I bought it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, there we go. It's a similar little one. Just Is that a, a tab gear? It's a tab gear one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, Lovis. Sorry. Oh, that's Lovis. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Yes, that better. one's good. So if you've got your bipod up nice and high, you can sort of grab that this way, um, sort of vertically, and just give it a squeeze to get your elevation uh, so this, on the back. So this, uh, this one we've, we've got, oh, actually, you, you introduced it a little bit there, uh, Travi, because uh, 
you know, for those listening, they won't be able to see it. Uh, but it's, I actually don't know what, what bag is it. It's, it's a, a, oh, in terms of the number, I'll yeah, find the, the number. number. Um, um, but you just describe it. It's a little, a little uh, square tab, uh, sorry, tab, I said tab as well. It's a low vis gear, um, little rec- uh, square bag with a strap over the back. Um, pretty similar to the one that um, we a, were just talking about. A non adjustable strap. Yeah, non adjustable yeah. strap on there. It's got a little bit of a tag for a. Uh, for a carabiner or something on there as well, but it's a, again designed as a quick little um, rear bag. You just sit your hand through the back of it, and um, you can rest the rifle on it in a few different ways. So, yep, and it's a uh, it's square, it's square, it? yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah it's a it's a good option. Now the fill, um, it's got a, a she, bean sort of feeling at this one. Yeah, Dutchy, um, grab grab one in each hand, mate, and tell us uh, tell us about the different feel that you got. That's a Mark II rear bag from Lovis Gear, by the way. Is the uh, is the number? All right, I'm just going to take this carabiner off because it annoys me every time it hits the <laughs> keeps hitting stuff. The table. Yep. So these are this is the uh, yeah two different bags, different fill in them. Different fill. Fill. Yep. What's in your bag? Do you know what's in that one? Some sort of fill. Fill. Uh, Filling. No, I'm not sure. Yeah. Collins or something. I'm not yeah. Sure. The the one in the FTW bag feels more coarse. Okay. Yep. Um, inside the bag itself is probably a little more um, hold, holds its structure a bit better as a mm-hmm. um, rectangle, whereas the other one is flops a little bit more. But yeah, but it's it's easier to squeeze, uh, manipulate it. Yeah. So I suppose one holds its shape a bit better, but the other one has more room to change its shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Trav was saying, I guess that you know takes up. Um, yeah, yeah, you can put it. You can put it how you want it and yeah, move it around yeah. how you need to. Yeah, it takes up any uh, any gap if you were on yep. a bipod up high, I guess. And that's the, that's the thing about bags is, uh, and uh, yeah, this is probably <laughs> will be I'll, said a couple of times, but the the thing with bags is there's so many different variations, there's so many different options, and uh, it, it's if you get the chance, ideally you want to get hands on with it first, and then if you really get the chance, you would like to shoot with it second. Sorry, um, I was going to ask this before we yeah. um, moved on. How many of these bags would you guys have and would you recommend I, I getting I'm gonna, a, I'm gonna, a selection or just trying I'm a selection? I'm going to delay that question yeah. to after we get through these because yeah. you'll see the different types. Because this, these are – sorry, I was just going to ask this on this <laughs> on the rear particular bags? rear, like fairly simple rectangular um, bag. Like how many of these would you – Oh, okay. Not like always wanna... the, the other ones are like a for me because yeah, complete we'll, separate. We'll talk into a collection uh, later, but uh, how many rear bags would you get, Bronte? What, what do you think? I've got three bags that I use on a semi regular basis as and, rear bags. As rear bags, yeah. yeah. Um, Travi, yeah, I've got. I've only got the one actually, but I use one of my front bags as a rear bag occasionally when I'm sort of want a, a nice solid prone position where I can just sort of let the gun sit there. So yeah, um, yeah just one for me. Really. I'd probably say one as well. Um, I, I have a couple as you see, but um, I would probably use one as the rear bag yeah. for 90% of the time but with occasionally swapping out one of the front bags for a rear bag. The biggest reason for that I think is consistency. Um, it's one of those products you really want to know sort of mm-hmm. what way you want your bag around, how you can manipulate it to get it to what you want. Yep. If you've got a few to choose from, you might sort of select the wrong one for a wrong stage or something if, like that. If you know them really well and you shoot a lot and you get to know where they where they work well and what they do well, um, sure, have have a few. But if yeah. you, you know, you're better to have one and get really good at it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we, we need to talk about it as a collective sort of – sort of aspect to it 
So, so what sort of stage would you use these on? Um, like if, if you were asked to shoot prone or yeah, um, yeah, prone, pretty much from a barricade, would you use it? Or depends to, to if you've got a, a barricade or make if you've it got a rear support. Yeah, if anywhere where you can essentially get a rear support down, whether it's a bench or off a roof structurey thing, anywhere we can get a rear support. Prone's obviously the logical one that everyone uses, but yeah, if you could, if you're on a tripod or something like that, where you got your front of your gun secure and you want something for the gun to sit on under your shoulder, again, you can control the height of the gun from on your shoulder with something little like that. Just yep. sit it on there, rest it on the front. So there's, it yeah. is pretty versatile. But would, would you make that decision of what you're going to use from reading uh, if you get the stage briefs prior, or you know, if you were getting the stage rundown, would you make that decision? I think like, you. So. I think that you would know your bags work in X positions. Mm. And so your stage, you know, if you got your matchbook the day before or whatever, you would work out the positions you're going to probably build, yep. you know, subject to seeing the barricades and such. But you're going to work out your positions that you're probably going to build mm. and that will give you an indication what bag, bags or whatever bag you, combo, you may, yeah. yep. may utilise. Um, yeah, but there's no – you wouldn't um, – oh, no – I guess, I guess my question is leading to you wouldn't go, well, that's my rear bag. I'm going to carry it around for every stage. No, no oh, you, yeah. you sort of select when you want to use it. Often yeah. my yeah. one of those sat bags will be hanging on the rifle anyway. Yeah, that yeah. sort of like – Because the thing with those is you can stick them under your arm if you need to fill a gap and yeah. they, they get used for more mm. than just a rear bag to support the back of the rifle. Yeah, yeah like even if you chuck one down to lean your knee on or something like that. Like, would you guys carry them to? I've never actually thought about doing that, to be honest. That's yeah, a very good point, yeah. It's been, but normally yeah. you'd use, like, the pump pillar or something like that if you wanted to fill big gaps. Mm. Yeah. Is... Mm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Choose something else, mate. Let's uh, let's check something else out. Oh, Jesus, what is that? <laughs> it's not Jesus. <laughs> Dirty old <laughs> sock. <laughs> Righto. That is quite heavy. Yeah, tell us about the bag you've picked up, mate. Um. It's uh, like a cylinder shape, uh, probably oh. 220 mil long. Yeah, I was just thinking who's our audience. Um, do they talk in inches or the metric system? Well, just under oh. 10 inches then or nine 9.5 inches. There you go, thank you. Uh, it's about 9.5 inches long, uh, probably three or four. Uh What's that, diameter? That's diameter, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it'd be three yeah, or four inches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, three about 100, 100, 125 mil, so four or five inches. Yeah, yep. but it's the, the filling in it is more like really fine sand. Yep, that Not is. Not like regular regular beach sand. It's, this it's is the la da sand. This is the flash <laughs> sand you fly to <laughs> islands and to feel it massage your feet. Like this. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, what are you, it's got one strap on it. I don't know. Yep. Fixed strap. So the bag like non-adjustable talk, talking about is the uh, short action precision again. Uh, solo sack. That's quite a new bag, that one, isn't it? Uh, relatively. Out of the last yeah. sort of 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. That's very solid when you put it on the bench. Yeah. You go to lean on it. That's so just pull pull the top up there, Dutchie. Um so we'd probably say it's about a three-quarter fill. Would that be about right? Where yep. where the fill comes yep. to? So you've got quite a bit of area there. So that, you know, the, as you say with the sand, it's really solid. It's really, really solid. And so if you were to put that, chuck it over here if you would be so kind. If you were to put that on something, like I'll put it on the arm of the chair here, 
that will level out quite well and it's like a it works as a as a barricade bag it gives you a really solid platform to use without being huge but as I don't know if you've used one of these at all, Bronte, but as I'll pass it over to you and uh, you'll feel the weight of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, about three kilo. Yeah, it's quite dense. <laughs> it is. So yeah. that, that you were saying you'd put that on a barricade as a flat shooting position, for example, not its only use, yeah, but yeah. a particular use. A- absolutely. And so they've what? been popular for guys who, you know, come across a stage or whatever when people can only have one bag. Because they work well as a rear bag, although you, you've got to get to know how to manipulate them well. Um, so you sort of grab the empty part and sort of take up the slack in there. They don't flex as much as these other ones where you can squeeze on them and they'll go up a little bit. You've really got to sort of build them into a position. But they work well as a rear bag and they also work well as a as a front bag. They sort of do, mm. do both quite solidly without having a huge, big, chunky front bag. Uh, so they've been popular in those sort of scenarios. You see a lot of guys run them. Uh, if they're only going to run one bag for a match, they'll, they'll run that one uh, for matches I've seen anyway. And what was that one called, Zoe? It's a solo sack. Solo sack. Yeah. So the latest one of them just came out, uh, which is the canvas uh, canvas fill, uh, sorry, um, material, and it's waxed as well. So it's it's got a bit more grip. A waxed on. sack. A waxed sack. Yeah. And I'm there pretty sure that was intentional. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Grab something else, mate. We've moved on from the wax sack. That solo sack is actually really quite wide as well, isn't it? Like when it when it lays it down on the side. Out. If you had that on a sort of uh, PRS skill stage two barricade or something, it's quite a, lot, a quite a, lot a big of surface, surface area. area. Yeah. yeah, would actually shoot all right using it over a fence. If you had like yeah, a wide I, fence I, or I something like that, that, I think you'd actually get a. Yeah, you know, give you a reasonable. Um, you could hang your sack on the fence. If you hung your sack on the fence, you would have a good position to be in. Yeah. Just oh, that's uh, yeah. Just putting on a little uh, gorilla pod here, and it, yeah. a little gorilla pod struggling under the weight. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. So it's got the downside. Can't hold up the sack. Yeah, it's uh, it's a heavy sack. It's a heavy sack. All right, what is he going to get next? What's he going for? Oh, that, that, would be, one. that would be, oh, Bronte, this is your one. You can, uh, so actually, go, Dutchy, you give us a description of it and then uh, we'll reveal the name of it. And uh, Oh, you don't want me to re- reveal the name? No, nah, not yet. No, t- tell everyone what you're, what you're looking at. Uh, it looks like a giant rear bag um, with, with two quite large ears if you've got it up one way. But if you flip it over, it looks like the kind of thing you could hang on a, gate or a fence quite easily as well. Uh, it's got two, a handle each side. Uh, I don't know what, no, that's where you fill it. And then it's got a large Velcro strap over the top. Two separate straps that have just stuck together. So it's got two straps over the top. Yep, that's, uh, that's it, mate. And uh, there's a pink one behind you as well, different variation of it. Ronnie, what bag is that, mate? That's uh, the second generation game changer. So it's not the original one. I think it's the the. Uh, it's not the, it's the Armageddon one. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, this this is a similar design, except it doesn't have the Velcro strap. Yep, uh, Velcro straps across the top. It's still got the two handles. Um, and much it's... much larrier color. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Um, uh, 
bright pink. So this one. you were saying this is the Gen One. Uh, that, or is that a basically a Gen One? So the, the the original one was made by Rezor Precision, yeah. Precision, and I had one of those. Um, and I th- uh, off memory. They only had one strap. Yeah, they did. They yeah. were, and I think they were a fraction bigger. Um, like longer and wider. Don't think the same as this. Same as this. Uh, the pink one here, which might be a touch bigger. Not sure. Um, yeah. So these yeah, are these are, these are one of the things that um, they're probably one of the first bags that came out as a as a barricade type bag, as a, you know, the, the two lips on it that would wrap around anything you put on it. And they really were. This is one of the things that I don't get upset about being called a game changer. Cause yeah. it, it's actually probably the only it, thing that is legitimately a game changer. It really did. It really changed how, how people shot a lot of this stuff, um, significantly. So, uh, Dutch, if you got one of these suckers and you put it, you put it this way, you end up with a huge, big sort of area there. That you can rest your rifle on. You could leave your gun on there and wander off, and mm. it'll still be sitting there when you come back, as long as no one took it. Um, and then you can utilise these as rear bags. So these are the, you know one of the ones that we were talking about previously, saying that we might use this as a rear bag often because because you've got these sort of two two ears to it at the. The, the yeah, bottom. they don't look like they're designed for it to be a rear bag. No, so you could such, use it but... as a rear bag like that, but that's pretty cumbersome. Mm. Um, a lot of guys will will run it on the side like that and splay one of the uh, one of the, the the I don't know what we call them these things the the legs ears, on it. They the look ears like out. The wings. right the wings on it, wings. and utilize one of the wings and then adjust where on that wing they sit the gun to adjust the height of it, um, and then they can push and squeeze and do all those things to to get it. Um, well, I often run mine on the side. Or on the side, yep. And then you can kind of have a fat end and a skinny end and you can kind of move it yep. back and forth. Yep. And between a bit of squeezing and manipulation, you can get your... Mm-hmm. And I've seen guys run this as a barricade bag on the side because it got the right height. It got mm. the height better than it did uh, the other way around. What's the mm. uh, the idea of the straps there, Bronte, on yours? Uh, so you can, <laughs> if you're feeling brave, clip it to the front of your rifle. But yep. obviously it is quite heavy. Um that's probably well. It's a plus and a minus with the bag, to be honest. Mm. Um, a lot, a lot of the current versions have gone away from that. Yeah, yep. they, they're less inclined to have those straps on there. I don't mind the straps. I've actually um, this is actually my favourite spotlighting bag. Mm, and so I've good for that. Aren't been they? in a couple of situations where you know on the back of a ute that had a cage around it, so mm-hmm. it become and the cage protruded higher than the roof of the ute, so it all the bipod thing kind of all just. Yeah, fell over no basically because you couldn't, you know, you'd be pointing towards the bonnet basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ditched the bipod, hooked that thing on with a with a strap. Yep. Gun was heavier than anything else you ever want to carry around for an extended period of time. But yep. you know, drop that over the edge of the cage, and it's on. Good to go. Good to go. We should uh, we should also mention actually uh, we'll, we'll back we'll backtrack for a moment the short action precision gear uh, that we talked about before you can get from uh, scoped out a projectile warehouse which obviously linked to myself uh, these um, the game changers or anything from Armageddon gear you can get from Lovis gear so make sure to check them out I don't know where you get the um, the FTW gear from uh, rifles only I'm not sure I'm not sure we might have to order it directly from them. Now, Trevor, you just pulled out a bag and you sort of waved it around a little bit. What's what's going on there? Uh, so this is another sort of variation of a similar style bag. Um, so this is the uh, Weebad Fortune Cookie. Um, so again, same same sort of concept of a bag. It has two little um, 
what do we call them, wings or legs or something yep. that sort of comes off the end. Wing legs. Um, and again, it's a, a very similar shape for throwing over a barricade or or using upside down as a rear bag. Yes. Um, Chuck it over to Dutchie. Give him a, give him a feel of the feel. difference. Probably one thing that stands out with that one is that it curls back on itself a lot more than the, you know, the game changer. Yeah. Yeah, I... I what, what do you have you used both a fair bit? Uh, I've used the um, the Armageddon gear bag a couple of times um, yep. when I was in the process of looking to buy a bag. Yep. Um, and I'd used the Fortune Cookie Mib once or twice as well. Okay. Um, and I went with that because of its ability to wrap around onto things. Again, same sort of thing. If you're out spotlighting or on a roll bar, it sort of it grabs onto it quite a lot. Sure. Um, it is. It's probably a little bit too big to use the rear bag, but if you want to sort of lay there prone and free recoil it, you can do that quite easily. Yep. Um, but I find if you sort of grab the fortune cookie, throw it up, and it just locks onto something. So yeah, it's, and it wraps it's around. just one really yeah. quick motion and it will hold on there. So if you're it's on a great on demonstration a barricade, you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's good for radio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you're on a on a stage and you want something that's going to move quickly up, my I like it. It works for me. Um, yeah. It's probably a little bit thicker in the middle than the, the game changer bag. So yep. you've got to be careful of height on, on yep. some of the barricades. Um, but again, it gives you a nice solid flat shooting platform on the top. So. And so this is the contrast. I don't know if you've used one of those fortune cookies at all, Brondy. No, I've got, I've I've got, got one really that someone else is using at the moment. But I, I wasn't a big fan. I, I used it. It's like it, it was good. But I would find myself coming back to the game changer uh, because I liked the way it sat better. Um, this is this is why if you guys can – if you're listening, you're thinking, oh, what bag should I get and this and that, uh, if you can get hands on with them. Um, rather than buying all of them, uh, that is a, a really good way of doing it because there is nothing wrong with either of the two bags we're looking at here, the Fortune Cookie or the Game Changers. Um, it just comes down to how you use it and your personal preference of the two. Yeah, I'm sort of just having a look at it and putting it in similar positions that I'd use the Game Changer in. And I don't know if I get along with it quite as well, but I think that might be a familiarity yeah, thing too. I, there, there is but, an element of that for sure. You know, I can see. I think they they make a smaller version of this as they well, do, don't yeah, they? It's, uh, probably a third the size. I think. I think that um, would be it's a quite a lot smaller bag. Yeah. yeah. So that's become a really popular style of bag. Is the the what do they call them? The um, the mini fortune cookie and the um, pint size game changers uh, are the are the two two models, and they're about somewhere between a third and a half sort of size uh, of those. You know, these full size ones, and also about a about a third to the half of the weight, which is a big thing because these yeah the weight they're quite quite bulky. And you were mm. saying if you've got it strapped to your rifle, it's not yeah. something you really want to be carrying around all that long. It's a pain in the, the it's one of those things. It's a <laughs> double edged sword. It's a pain in the ass because it's heavy and it's you don't like carrying it around, but it makes it so much more bloody stable. It just locks mm. in, and and the weight kind of is a necessary evil to to get the bag to perform at its. At its best, but mm. yeah, you, nobody volunteers to carry the game changer around. <laughs> that, that is one thing I've come unstuck with a couple of times. If you're on a, a particularly narrow barricade or yeah, you're sort of struggling for height, yeah, and you don't quite get the bag locked on properly um, because of the weight of it, and you've got the rifle on there, and you don't want to flag yourself because you're working at the front end of the rifle, you sometimes got to be very careful about actually getting the bag back over the barricade into a yeah, okay. into a safe position. Otherwise, it sort of can want to fall off a little bit. So yeah, I think that's what what I struggled with the with the fortune cookie is that it rolled a bit too much for me, and so that's that's probably the, the main reason for it. Um, which yeah, I'm sure can be overcome with use, but I yeah, familiarity. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, it yeah. would yeah, like it would depend on the purpose purpose of it, wouldn't it? Because um, for spotlighting out the back of a ute on a cage, I feel like having it um, secured to your rifle would probably be a benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm could see that. And, and then 
the one where you can't secure it, it's more likely to fall off. Yeah, it's hmm. not even. I even use so, this like it, if you like your power uh, windows. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, actually, just put the window up a little bit, <laughs> hang it over the window. <laughs> you got electric windows, kind of stuff lifting it up anymore. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah no, 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 down a bit, down a bit, down a bit. Down a bit. <laughs> Trevor, you said sometimes these bags That's shooting in style. Oh, I'm impressed. Wait, climate control and electric yeah. windows. I wouldn't go shooting without it. Quality, quality, quality. Trevor, you said that some of these um. Sometimes these bags will get a little bit big if you're in a narrow area. I've certainly seen where guys have put it in, tried to put the gun in. They can't actually physically put the gun in the port because the bag takes up so much room. Um, and that's why I think where those smaller ones or perhaps some of the rear bags that we looked at before, sometimes Dutchie, when you're looking at a stage, you, you think, oh, yeah, I'll use my game changer on that. And then you look at it and you go, oh, that's tiny. And so you, you'll use a small little rear bag in there as a front barricade bag to sort of buffer against the barricade but you, you can't fit a big one in. Would that be something you guys had planned for as you were um, at, on the stage or would it be? It, it can be. It can you be, watch someone who's got the same bag try and put it in the thing and go, oh, just, that ain't, ain't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it very quickly becomes trial and error. Yeah. Um, you, you learn once and then you'll be on a stage and if you get that wrong or you select the wrong bag, you just ditch it and run without it. So um, you don't very often have time in the PRS to, to make a, a change on a bag, especially if you've only got one bag on your on your itinerary. Mm -hmm. So, um, But, yeah, it's, it's one of those experience things. You've got to get to know your bag, what sort of barricades you can can use it on. Um, and, and that's just a time-based thing. I guess you'll, you'll watch a lot of guys use a lot of game-changer bags. That's probably the most prominent one at yep. these, um, these sort of events in Australia. So... I guess if you're looking for your first bag, you come into a PRS and you go, and what are people running? That would mm. be it, I guess. And and then you learn to use it from there. Um, or you just pick something and, and make it work for yourself. Hmm. Absolutely. Grab one of those big bags from be behind you. Yeah, the big, those ones there. So these are sort of the, not the next, not the next level, but these are just a different concept of doing the same thing that we, you know, that a game changer does. Do you want to talk about what it? Looks and feels like it looks like um, a stool that you would give to a t a, I don't know some sort of fluffy animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's got four legs. <laughs> Come and sit down. It's nice and soft. You won't um, get hurt. Don't worry. I, I think you no hunt, sharp edges. You hunt differently to the rest of us. <laughs> No, I just don't design. I'm trying to just describe it with like, for people who can't see. I like Nailed it. it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it looks similar to a... nothing. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like a, a chair or a table for like a, a, for stuffed animals. So if I told you it was called an udder, a tactical udder from Boston yeah, Tactical. That, that would work. That that would give you a bit a bit of a, some some words to use. It's got these four legs that sort of Splay out like teats. teats. <laughs> sort of. Uh, yeah, it's called the uh, the tactical udder. Uh, so you've got a couple of straps on top and then you've got a couple of grab handles on either side. The, the other thing that, that is subtle on these is uh, when they first made them, um, oh, so to, to back up for a second. So it's similar to a game changer but it's got four legs rather than two wings. Two, two wings, it's two got four wings, legs. Four legs, yeah. so... Probably runs faster than fly as well. And so uh, this one here, you'll find that um, because it hasn't got that additional structure of like a larger wing, they, they do splay out a little bit and the, the first models would then lose a little bit of sturdiness across the top. 
All right. So, you know, you put it on something like, you know, the, the arm of the chair here and you would, would sort of be sinking forward, sinking back. Um, you'd lose a bit of that. So the this version, which is the Fat Boy version, uh, has two alloy um, sort of, uh, you can grab them out, Travi, oh, see if you can that. swing that around there. And you've got these sort of reinforcement arms that are sort of sewn in. And so what that will do is it'll give you uh, a lot more structure on the edge of it. Uh, should you choose to use them, you can actually take them out and have it a little bit more floppy, or you can leave them in and give a little bit more structure to it, or you could take one out and leave one in, or wh whatever it is. So this is, I guess, where bags are, are going. They're getting quite uh, involved. Um, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does wow, make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So like you, you said, that fill really drops away on the front without it. Yep. So, yeah, with that, you do find they drop away a fair bit. So these are about a four kilo thing. So they're a bit bigger, bulkier, heavier. Uh, but they they are very like if you come up to like a star picket or a star dropper depending which state you're in what you call it um, or Waratah if you're in a different country Waratah if you're not here uh, and so a game changer has a tendency to flop side to side of mm. one of those whereas this one here you actually in between the four you'll see that there's a uh, a reinforced uh, part that it will sit on something like that a post or whatever <laughs> and it, it, it's fairly stable. What, what do you think? It looks like, you know those, uh, when you used to buy um, six packs of beer in Dolphin Killers? <laughs> it looks like. <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm missing and you're like, oh, I was just chucking my beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Tactical water. Penguin chokers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six pack of fairy penguins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two penguins down or are you two to go? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so, uh, so give that yeah. one the approval. <sighs> Good. I've got a four-pack of penguins here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, anyway, that's uh, that's the one I do I do know a bit more about this bag because it is one that I do sell, the Boston Tactical stuff. Uh, but, yeah, they're good. The The other one is the Comanche uh, bag, which I know that uh, Jim has in uh, Lovis Gear, which is a similar style. I think it's a bit smaller overall. Uh, one of the other things that Bison just, do. Sorry, just no, for right. practical application of what yep. this would be useful, would it be you said on the top of a um, star picket? So it works It works the same as a game changer where it will flop one side and the other and give you a really large, stable platform. Yep. But if you just chuck us that game changer for a second. Um, so if you were to put that on, on, a, on a single sort of spike, you get a lot of left to right yeah. roll. Yep. Whereas if you, you know, Bronte's got it on his hand there, it, it, because you've got sort of Better even weight, weight distribution. On, yeah. yeah, distribution. You've got those four penguins just choking to death there. <laughs> That's right. You, uh, you will have a much more stable uh, a stable platform on something like that. And, and then if you do put it on a standard barricade, it will sit both sides. Probably the other thing that, that those four-legged bags, um, brand brand aside, will do quite well. If you flip it the other way, Bronte, um, so you've, you've, you've got it as you would on a barricade and you kick the four legs out, it will sort of splay down and, and sit fairly flat and actually be a really good front bag to shoot off prone or off a log or something, bench or whatever. Um, and how does the four-legged deal work on a fence or, or gate still same really thing, just well? Just two, two front, two back, and that's where that reinforcement. Oh, so, yeah, I know how they work. I mean, like, <laughs> well, why'd you ask? <laughs> they, now, now you're being literal. Um, you, sorry. Like, Are they not actually penguins? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a bird specialist. <laughs> or a penguin's fish. There you go. Question for the people at home. Uh, penguin. 
Patreon supporters, are penguins fish? <laughs> <laughs> Is that really? Because the... they could okay. stay out of water for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're either really bad at being fish or they're birds. Well, they're really good at being birds. <laughs> I don't know. They might be stupid enough to look that stuff up. They can't fly. <laughs> no, our, our Patreon supporters. Yeah, no, not the penguins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, my question is leading. Like, if you were to get one or the other, yep. uh, what would a preference be if the um, tactical udder can do pretty it's, well what the other one does? The, the offset is the weight and the bulk. Yep. Yeah. So we'll get into collections shortly, but um, combos and sort of things like that, are, it's, yeah, it's interesting to know where, yeah. where it would fit. It's not because it's not necessarily a case of one or the other. Um, but kind you of know. both, isn't it? Because I'm looking at this and it's probably two, two the, different purposes. Yeah, because yeah, the game changer is probably my favourite rear bag. If I'm going to shoot yep. um, longer you know, extended distances, mm-hmm. the game changes my go-to rear bag. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, I haven't I haven't used one of these in the field, but I'm sort of not really seeing if you're gonna ideally how run it, get that to work as a rear bag. If you're gonna me. run it as a rear, um you'd want to take those supports out. Okay. Right? Yeah, so yeah, it'll be a lot because it's got too much structure with those supports for a rear bag. You basically would you know grab one of the legs, drop out the the fill in it and you use one of the legs there as a rear bag that you can adjust but yeah, okay. you need this uh, this this support on on one side come out so that the bag sort of slumps a lot more. Yeah, okay. That it's more adjustable and, and responds better to you. Um, but, but I'm going to lose that little piece of aluminium in the bush somewhere. <laughs> Leave it at home then. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't take it out in the bush. <laughs> simple, simple. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so these are these are. It'd be uh, interesting to see how one of those would stay on it. On a cage out spotlighting. Yeah, good. Oh, I think it'll do well. Uh, it'll be the same as the game chaser. Pretty good well. pillow that one. Yeah, Trav's, the, Trav's the using it for off, off-label use as well. Um, well really the, good on the game changers. Game changers are great as they well when you good, forget your pillow and you to need to sleep. And yeah, they're great for the swag use. Have done that, or if you're lying down at a match. But speaking of pillows, oh sorry, actually before we, we move on uh, to a different bag, there's a green um, tactical adder. We mentioned waxed. Uh, one said, Dutchy, that's a waxed bag. So it's got a little bit more, I guess a little bit more grip to it. Um, it's not a it's not a big chunky layer of wax and such, but it's just a little bit more touchy. Now there is another level of that which is the sticky uh, stuff that um pretty sure the game changer comes in. And that is that is I mean that's ridiculously sticky. You can put that on the leg of a tripod and it will just stay wherever you put it. Uh that is crazy um but but also when they when uh, armageddon gear first brought them out they were fully sticky the whole thing and they they were actually a problem because they were you too wouldn't sticky. have to move your rifle over yeah. it's kind of just dirt <laughs> you didn't really get any movement with it so i think they're, they've commonly with the at least the pint size game changer but um anyway hit up low vis and he'll tell you uh, or armageddon gear if in the u.s and they've gone to like a hybrid canvas and sticky so some surfaces are one, some are the other, and just, you know, sort of the favourable ones. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you can move the gun along it where you need to, but where it grips is sticky. Well, you want, kind of want the top to be slippery yep. because that's where you're moving. Yeah. But, yeah, the underside, I guess if you had the whole of the underside um, with a higher friction coefficient, it's probably going to degrade its performance as a rear bag if you're trying to, you know, yeah, sure. recoil yep. or something like that across it. But So many intricacies of these uh, little bags that people were designed. Sweet. Well, uh, shall we move on to uh, the the big ones? Um, 
there's there's one down here. That's uh, that's probably the one to grab. The other one's an, uh, a homemade jobby. So, what's a homemade? This one. Yep, it's a homemade one. Actually, yeah, grab grab both up. So tell us what you've got there. I did give a clue away before. A homemade t bag. T tell us about them. What are they like? They're like a pillow. Ah. They're soft. Yep. What are you trying Quite to do? Quite large to uh, compared to the rest of the bags, I suppose, in overall size, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, they're rectangular shape, no legs or wings, um, a lot of uh, handles and accessories on these. Yep. Oh, no, not that many actually. No, just a couple. No, just a couple actually, yeah. This one's yep. got a plastic carabiner on it, which we've heard are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just look like a big pillow. Yeah. Chubby? They are. They're called the uh, pump pillow, actually. So uh, this one's the wee bad pump pillow. Um, so there, that's that's their name. They're just a big, big fluffy bag for filling spaces, really. Um, mm. anywhere, anywhere you need to sort of get some extra contact points on your rifle or on your body to secure a, a position. Now, so. I believe I've seen someone use one of these between their elbow and knee to take up space. Yeah. Uh, shooting from a kneeling position possibly. Travi will give you, yeah. give you the rundown on them. Yeah. Rundown. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, in terms on. Of when, when you would use them and uh, that sort of thing. So basically yeah. I use this anywhere where there's not a lot of rear support on the rifle. Um, so any position where you're sort of – Above kneeling, where you can't get your elbow onto your onto your knee, or where you sort of you've really got not much in in the area between your ribs and your and your shoulder. Um, the good thing about these, they've got the two straps on the top with um, with elastic bands on there, so you can actually slide them up onto your arm and clamp them mm. on. So basically, you yeah, don't. Yeah, I think that's you how I saw someone. Yeah, so you don't have to worry holding about holding yeah. them, and then your rifle can sit on there, or you can sort of crouch into position and and just fill that whole gap up and really make it make it quite a lot stable so i've seen a lot less people these days use their arm through the straps so there's generally the, the carabiner on them and and a hook often with a, a sash or a strap around them or a belt or something um so they can just move them to wherever they want and then piss them off when they don't need them which is one of the big things because they're big and they get in the way yeah that's one thing that i've worked out same thing i used to use it on my arm quite a lot and now i've worked out that the strap's long enough to get on your belt buckle um so just one on one of your belt loops on your hip and then you can just lift the bag up and it's in position and drop it away and you can sort of if you're shooting something prone and then changing positions it's never in the way there um and it's and not, not that heavy to, that's no. another thing. I no, lightweight, they adjust. I don't know if I mentioned that in my description. They're quite light. Like, Very light. You can yeah. use it, again, as a front bag as well. So a kilo, rifle. maybe? Right. <laughs> maybe not even? Not even. You can hit people with them. Hit people with them, yep. And they uh, still like you afterwards because no. they're really light. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, like, I've got a longer strap on this one um, so that it, it does, it, you know, can really get it out of the way when need be. Um, it's quite amusing watching somebody that's not particularly familiar with <laughs> using a pump pillow, using yeah. a pump pillow for the first time. Yeah. It's all sorts of awkward. With that, always in the way, and they're a real one of those ones that you actually kind of need to practice with. So otherwise, it's just going to cause yeah. pain. They're they're probably they're probably the one that you got to spend the most time with. I'd, I'd suggest because they're so they're often underutilized by many people. So if you um you often see those reverse inclines, um so where you are sitting up the incline, and depending on the height of them, um a lot of guys will run them between their knees and actually shoot with the gun resting on their knee. And so just it just props up space, just gives you a little bit more room wherever you need it and a really stable way of filling space, filling voids. And that's where um they be, they become very useful and, and I've seen a lot of creative use of them, uh, which is you know really what they're they're about they're just big and bulky and generic and you can get 
double size, single size. You can actually wee bag to a, um, a variant where you can open it up and you've got three bags internally. So you can take one of them out and just have it like a bit smaller, bit, you know, that sort of what, thing. What have they named that one just for people playing at home? Seeing um, as these names are all hilarious. I'll go and find the name for you. Yeah. I'll go find the name I for like you. I like the tactical udder. It's not what I would have called it, but. Mine wouldn't have got through. <laughs> <laughs> tactical titties. <laughs> Is that, is that what no, you're No, no. Something about penguins. Um, <laughs> four pack of penguins. It's too, <laughs> nah, it's too long, isn't it? I'm penguin choker. <laughs> uh, good, good. Oh, well, uh, we sponsored for our benefit. Well, no, we, we, we're allowed to talk about them because they're banned, aren't they? They're probably elite. Penguins. Penguins. Penguins are banned, aren't oh, they? Dirty little animals as well. the way. Oh, I'm, I'm, I am on they're the, they're the rats of the ocean, like pigeons oh, are the rats of the sky. They are the deviants of the ocean. I've, oh, yeah. I've watched Happy Feet. I've just assumed that they're uh, merry. I think Happy Feet gives a misleading representation. I have Happy Feet. I just know that's got penguins in it. Modular tack. Uh, sorry, modular pump pillow. Oh, I just stepped on chips. Modular <laughs> pump pillow. <laughs> Uh, it's are they called? Oh, just... <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of the bag. Uh, there you go, Dave or Robert, if you're listening. <laughs> the next bag's got to be called I Just Stepped on Chips. I Just Stepped on Chips. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, modular pump pillow. Chip Mod- bag. <laughs> <laughs> bag of chips, mate. Uh, bag of there chips. There you go. That's a good way. Uh, modular pump pillow, which I've now said about seven times. <laughs> Oh, what's that? You get you get uh, you get inners for those, and so you can pat them out or bring them down or whatever you, you know, whichever way you do it. And then they've they've got a tack pad, which is a, sort of a half size one. Um, you know, all, all sorts of uh, all sorts of stuff. So there is no end of bags, which is why we often get asked, uh, "Oh, what bag should I buy?" And you, oh, what? You, just, you don't you say like? the real name; you just describe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. That's a well, that's a, a selection of bags. Um, that's what we we pulled together fairly quickly. Um, there are heaps more bags. There, um, Weebad. You know, some of the ones are like the Range Cubes and Weebad. They're really good. They're sort of like a round type uh, sort of. They probably sit as a hybrid. They're, they can be used as a pump pillow, but they're quite weighty. So they you know, they work as a as a different bag or whatever it is, but that sort of thing. Um, yeah, pump pillows are great because you can throw them at people. Um, and then, yeah, all, all sorts. There's all sorts of bags and, and options. And the one that I would have liked to have is the low-vis uh, can bag, uh, the Mark III can bag, which is basically – it's like the Solo Sack but a lot smaller, um, not as dense either. About the size, I don't like it of a can. Of funnily a can. enough, yeah, 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 similar size to a can. Hence the hence the name. If you got four of those, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they could dig up a dolphin catcher. <laughs> what they need to do is they need you to make yourself. him. They need to make him detachable from your um, from your tactical ladder, so you can just yeah. pull your can no, out. But like. then all your mates will come around, and then you won't have any left. <laughs> <laughs> you just have that two reinforcement yeah. bars and the strap. <laughs> Good. Good. So what about uh, you, you've, you've alluded to uh, collections and, and what, what bags would you get and all that sort of gear. Trevor, you, you've got a bag full of bags there. What, what I mean, that's probably the one thing we haven't talked about is a bag to put your bags in that does often get used as a bag. Does Dutch, you'll like this one because you can actually put stuff inside it. Yeah, it's yeah. a faulty purpose. Let's, let's not skip over that. That's a really important part of the, the setup. Yeah, so the the backpack itself is actually a, quite a handy bag in some matches as well. Your service rifle matches, for example, or some PRS matches, they've, they've sort of 
you needed that extra height on a, like you said, a reverse incline platform or something along those lines. Mm. Um, so that's a good chance to throw all your pump pillows and everything inside there and, and stack the bag right out. And so yep. that's, that is quite a handy one because if you've got three or four bags, you don't want to be sort of fumbling around in between each stage, carrying bags, mm. walking along mm. the firing line, et cetera. So. Often used on uh, tank traps. Throw them in the middle of the tank trap and yep. shoot off that if you're allowed to shoot from the middle. That's uh, it. That works. Yeah. Uh, what, what bag have you got here, by the way? Uh, mine is a Patriot um, Patriot Patrol pack. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's a 50-litre bag, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, an entry-level sort of bag, but does the job. Good. Got plenty of storage. I think mine's a 511 Rush. I'll get the number wrong, but anyway, it's sort of the mid one, I think. Brian, have you got a backpack that you use that you I've can got, remember the name of it? I've got... Two, oh, the 511, flash. and I can't remember what they're called. Cool. Uh, that one's way too big, but it's good if you actually needed to pack go somewhere. to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a patrol bag or some rubbish like that. It's it's actually a really comfortable backpack as well. Like okay. it's got like the gut strap, the middle strap, and yep. the you know the so padded you just shoulder. Don't like the name of it, like the patrol or something rubbish like that. What do you think they could have called it? The, <laughs> the gut strap bag. I don't know. <laughs> eight, eight dead endangered waterfowl <laughs> capacity. <laughs> Rucksack bag, bag limit. Carrying receptacle. Yeah, bag, bag limit. Bag there you go, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, anyway, combinations of bags. Uh, that's sort of set up. Uh, what do you run, Travi? What's your... So I run the three that I've got here today. Um, just the the um, the low-vis gear bag, the fortune cookie and the pump pillow. So mm-hmm. I made a very conscious decision when I started shooting to start with a select group of items and just learn to shoot with them and then figure out if I need to change from them. So Are you colour-coordinated as well? Exa- well, nice. yeah, I didn't want sort of... Uh, camo sort of stuff, but ended up with it because that's what was Crypt- around. Cryptic, so, quite, cryptic uh, yeah. Uh, Highland. Um, but yeah, you got to keep them all the same so everyone knows because they are. <laughs> and the tan. Um, yep. But yeah, I'm, I'm at that stage now where I'm trying to work out, okay, do I want to try a different bag? Do I want okay. something a little bit different in my setup? That's um, interesting. Uh, so, coming to the end of my first season in the PRS. So you just. So what's got your attention then? Is is there, a, is there something you're missing or a gap? Because you've got a you've got a pump pillow, which will use to fill your negative space and bits and pieces. Your fortune cookie, which I'm guessing is your most used bag you're using barricades and probably as a rear and stuff and then you've got the the low vis one there that you can deploy when you know when needed on a prone stage or if you you know have to lightweight or whatever it might be yeah so what yeah. i'm what i'm sort of looking at is probably a, a, a mini what are the mini uh, game changers called the um the pint size pint size game changer yeah something something a bit smaller for a front bag that's when you're standing there your next shooter in line you're carrying a fortune cookie it's it's quite a heavy bag and it, mm. i mean not a lot of fatigue, but there is a little bit there sort of when you get onto the stage and you're generally trying to hold it all with one hand to get a magazine in and get your chamber flag out, et cetera. Yep. So I'm, yep. I'm at the point where I'm thinking it might be nicer to have a smaller bag just for, for that sort of usability uh, sure. from time to time. On a stage where you know you've got enough time limit to get your shots off, the heavier bag is good because it stays in position and it locks itself in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a smaller bag is quite a lot more manoeuvrable. So that's sort of probably the next way I'll go. Okay. Um, what about yourself, Bronte? What's your setup that you would run regularly? Uh, basically, the game changer is probably my most used bag, uh-huh. and then one of the sap yep. bags, whether it's the running gun or the other one. Uh, probably my yeah. Basically, they're the three. I've got two of the sap bags, yep. and the game changer. They're my three they're most used bag. I've got a pump pillow thing as well. Don't use it. Never used it. Okay. Yeah, I bought it because I thought it would be a good idea and then 
haven't haven't put into use. It's a handy yeah. seat between stages, <laughs> just when you're on a rest. And... Yeah, maybe for you, but you don't weigh anything. No. Yeah, if I sat on that, it might not be much of a. It won't be a pump pillow. It'll be a flat pillow. Um, good. Any any bags that would you sort of see a need for, or you your gaps are covered, Brandy? Oh, I'd be interested to give the tactical udder a crack. I okay. think that would have some advantages. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, quite similar to similar vein to the game changer. So they kind yeah. of be looking at swapping it out for the game Check, changer. Essentially, it out, yeah. see if it's a swap. Yeah, yeah. One thing I was going to mention earlier um, that we got distracted about something penguins probably is the bison also make um, lightweight fills. So the, the obviously originated with the the tatuada being a four kilo bag or thereabouts. Um, you can take out the top. You know, take out about a kilo worth of fill and then put in this really lightweight sort of uh, little bag that just goes in there and that just takes up the space. So it brings it down to the weight of a game changer okay. um, and but still gives you the, the full size sort of experience, although it's a bit puffy. It's like a pump, little pump pillow on top, so you get a little bit of a different dynamic. Because that would still have enough weight in those little udders to oh, yeah, hold it still. on the... Still got three kilos. Barricade or yeah. what have you. Yeah. And also and then, look at where the center of gravity is as well. It's mm. going to be essentially below the support mm-hmm. point. So it's yep. going to be a Drop pendulum even, effect and it's going to sit nice and Yeah, so that's one one thing. And then they've also made them for the game changers as well, to to sit at the top of the game changer to remove I don't know how much it directly removes, maybe half point six point seven of a kilo out of the game changer and, and turns it into sort of taking up space. So maybe about point six at a at a guess. So it just sits along the top. Would um, that keep it more rigid in the top as well? Like you said it's a, an actual insert. Would yeah, that make that top it, area a, it's bit, a, a very bit more soft, rigid? It'd be like putting a little mini pump pillow into the top of your game changer. So it'd be a different dynamic uh, how it would sit, but it would still like the bottom end it'd lower that center of gravity and it would, that, would that still would work be good, well. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're just some interesting stuff. So any, myself, um, I've run that SAP, run a gun bag for, I don't know, four or five years now. I used to use the Tab Gear bags um, years ago and uh, moved across to the SAP one. The um, I have a game changer. I've got that pink game changer, uh, which is uh, which has been excellent. Uh, but now the um, the I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm going to try the Tactical Adder a lot more now that they've sort of here and settled. Um, I like the Fat Boy version, so I'm going to give that a go. Seems fitting as well, the name. Um, but I'm going to put a lightweight kit in it so we can bring it yeah, down. Okay. The other one I'd be really interested in getting uh, would be – see, what I might do is I might move from the Game Changer to the Udder and then get a pint size Game Changer that's a half sticky, half canvas. Yeah, I so then that, yeah. that that uh, yeah, that's um, and then I got the pump pillow. So that's four bags, but um, it's four bags with very very different purposes. Mm. So you know, your pump pillow is, as we talked about, what it does, fills positions, and then you, you know the sat bag is very much just a rear bag for for now. The the mini, no, what it's called, pint, pint size um, game changer would would serve the purpose for. A, that sort of more on the move, smaller sort of front end, and then if we're going to sit on a post or sit on a barricade for a, for a few more shots, or there's not lots of movement, the um the other would would get deployed. So, yeah, that's probably what I'm gonna I'm gonna go to. So we'll have to hit up Jim next uh, this weekend at Shot Expo and uh, get stuck into it. Mm. So we'll see how that that goes. But anyway, what have you learnt, Dutchie? Anything useful? Uh, a lot of a lot of useful things. I mm. wouldn't. Uh, sorry, I really would have liked to have seen a uh, mini game changer or the pint size yep. game changer or whatever it is and feel the weight of it. Sure. Because yep. I feel like those uh, 
game changers are quite large and quite they are quite heavy. Yep, um, they are. And just as a comparison, it would have been nice to feel them. Uh, I, you know, for me, I'd probably be looking at one of those uh, just rectangular rebag, like crush bag, because um, everyone seems to run one of them. Seems to be like a good piece of kit to have in your mm. um, in your backpack. Uh, and yeah, like I said, with the game changer, be it the pint size or mini version, or uh, maybe the tactical udder. I don't know. I'd have to, you, you know, You'd just, have to play just with them. yeah, I have to have, have to shoot from them rather than just like handle them. Like, oh yeah, that would I can picture that staying on a barricade while I'm trying to shoot from it. But then you get out there and it just slides off. Mm. I think it's going to be one of those. Uh, just come out and try it. See mm. what one works. See if other people are having more success with something else. But uh, I've learned a lot. Yeah, uh, that's that would be always my my advice. Is uh, you know, guys will ring up and say, "Oh, what do I? I'm shooting my first PRS match. What should I bring? Or what have, what have you got? What have you got? And oh, I've got a rear bag. It's a sock with rice in it. Awesome. Bring that, and then speak to the guys in your squad. And pretty much everyone in the squad, most guys are going to lend you something some somewhere because they're proud of their gear and they want to show it off and they want, you know, oh, yeah, Matt, you're new, yep, check it out. Is that true, Travi? It is, most certainly, yeah. There's plenty of bags floating around on all the stages. So um, if you're questioning what you want to try and, and what you want to buy, just ask the guys on the firing line to have a look. They'll, they'll more than happily show you. Yeah, I think if you say that, guys, oh, look, it's my first time. I'm not really sure what bags. I've, I've got this one bag. Um, what, what what do you guys suggest? You, you'll be flooded with suggestions and options of, oh, here you go, here you go, yeah, try oh, that. Absolutely. Mm. So I think that is uh, – that don't don't be shy about that because guys are pretty happy to to lend gear and bags are pretty durable things and they they last really well. I'm I'm trying to find a weight for you, uh, Dutchie, on the different um, game changers. Ah, okay, uh, yeah. as well. Um, Probably about a week if you order one now. No, no, the the Santa game changer. It's only a few days, but few the pint size yeah. is going to be a while, okay. uh, according to uh, the website. I like what you did there. Yeah, yeah it, was it was pretty clever. Yeah, joke, it was. Yeah. yeah. At first, I didn't get it, yeah. and then I'm like, yeah. So the game changer. <laughs> oh yeah, the game changer. Sorry, I just inserted a longer pause than necessary. Just <laughs> oh, there we go. We've got uh, so Armageddon gear have released kit light uh, lightweight fill. So that is uh, a lighter weight fill, but I've got no weight listed there for the game changer. And the pint size game changer is five pounds with heavy fill and three pounds with light fill. I divide that by 2.204 to get to kilograms. Go for it. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just halve it and take a bit off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're talking about, well, with the heavy here, if one would say about two kilos. Two and a bit. Yeah. Yep. And the other one's a bit, you know. Does that sit well with you? Two and a bit? Do you want to know what it is? Two point two one six four seven five. There's there's some math genius listening to us. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> then again, there's probably no math genius yeah. listening to us. <laughs> they would have turned it off years ago. Um, I would have been horrified at my four pack. <laughs> <laughs> that was six packs. Yeah, <laughs> you could fit two more in there. <laughs> Mm, can't can't find it. Sorry, it's not it's not listed there. Anyway, all uh, all interesting options, guys. Check it out. Make sure if you get to matches, borrow some gear and you know, ask people to, to. I mean, don't just take it. Ask gear to uh, ask people to to you know if you can try their bag or whatever it is. And guys are generally really good with that sort of stuff. And I'm sure especially it's if they got similar. a wax sack. Just yeah. be careful. Yeah, just be careful what you ask for. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah, you know you can borrow. It, but you have to come around later to the tent. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm going to drag it all over you. <laughs> what? What the hell? I don't think I understand what he's talking about. I'll, I'll sit it up on a barricade for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Skill stage two, that. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So I think I think I think our bag of soda's gone. Uh, it's it's gone. <laughs> it's definitely done. Um, the stuffing's fallen right out. <laughs> well done. Well done. Speaking of stuffing not falling out, uh, because we're doing a bag episode, because those uh, those tactical artists have arrived, they normally are about two hundred and thirty five dollars uh, or so. So, if, for anyone listening now, if you use the code bags on the Projectile Warehouse website, you will get one delivered for two hundred and ten bucks. Nice. Uh, yeah, so save a little bit of money there while they're uh, kicking around. So if that is if that is one that you want to try or you've played with one and want, want some udders of your own, uh, save some money and uh, use the code BAGS at Projector Warehouse on those to uh, get them for $210 delivered anywhere in Australia. I should clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, what's uh, what's on the cards, gentlemen, in the, uh, the next coming weeks? Trevor, you got a finale to prepare for. I do. I'm actually going shooting this Thursday. I've got uh, annual leave at the moment, so I've managed to score uh, an afternoon of shooting. So I'm yeah. going to go put some lead down the barrel and um, see if I can hit some targets. Good. And then I'll be loading some ammo for the match. So I think the round count's um, pretty pretty big this time, so I want to make sure I get them right. Yep. So, yeah. Okay, very good. Anyone else got plans? I'm off. I'm leaving. Uh, well, by the time this is all edited and put together, it would have been the other weekend. But uh, I leave tomorrow uh, to head off to Shot Expo. Nice in Melbourne. So that's uh, that's going to keep me busy. Um, literally, we will be sitting here, loading the van, waiting for some new optics, the Aztec optics, to arrive, and assuming they get here sometime in the afternoon, they'll be thrown in the van and we'll go. Play, we'll placed in the van. Oh no, sure. we're doing durability testing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Mate, they can't. If they can't deal with being. If they can't deal with a courier driver. Then they're not going to deal with anything. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. You've got to be uh, solid enough for that. So uh, yeah, we uh, we. This is probably too late, but we're having a Friday night catch up over in Double uh, S Double A Shot Expo on the, uh, at some pub with the Hunting HQ boys. So there is uh, no guarantees for anyone's behaviour that evening with those guys involved. Seems yeah. legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we shall. Uh, we uh, I don't think I'll get this episode out before then. So sorry, guys, you missed it. It was really good. It's probably the best night we've ever had, ever, ever. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics.